Sure, you're probably wondering who I am and where did this guy come from. So this day, this is my flagship uh, podcast. This is an opportunity for me to be able to do something that I love to do, which is teach the word and preach the word. I love to help people to grow in the word. So this initial podcast is about me and getting helping you to get to know who I am. So. Let me start off by saying that uh, my name is Maurice. I already said that, Maurice Chavez, and I am a uh, pastor. I pastor in the great city of Phoenix, Arizona. So if you're ever in the area, we'd love for you to come and join us and uh, check us out. Um, and you can find out more information about who I am and where I teach at Equip Church. And uh, the website for that is myequipchurch.com. Um, we'd love for you to check out some of our videos. You can also find us on YouTube as well as on Facebook. Um, but, uh, that's me. Um, I am also a husband. I've been married for now 30, going on 31 years to the same woman. Yes, the same woman. Uh, I love her tremendously. She is my, she is my right arm, my right foot, <laughs> my left foot. She's my all in all next to Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I'm so happy to be married to her. Her name is Rose, uh, and she in herself is an amazing uh, singer and uh, Bible teacher herself. Um, but more importantly, she is an amazing mom. She is an amazing wife, and I'm so, so happy to be able to partner up with her. Um, aside from being pastors, we also do a marriage ministry. Her and I, um, and uh, we're also considering and kicking around the idea of possibly doing a um, uh, a marriage podcast, so something that we can do uh, to be able to help uh, enhance or help to uh, train up marriages that are listening to our podcast uh, all along. Um, but we'll we'll find out more about that later, and then as, if we do decide to do that, we'll let you know. Uh, I have uh, two amazing daughters, uh, Jasmine and Jaden. Uh, Jasmine is married to an amazing young man by the name of Dominic, uh, and uh, my granddaughter is her name is Chloe, and uh, they are <coughs> sorry, uh, they are one amazing, amazing family, and so I'm so excited that my my family gets to be a part. My my daughter uh, helps to serve here at uh, the church where I am the pastor. Uh, but more importantly, I get an opportunity to be able to teach the Word of God. I've been in ministry for over 30 years, uh, being able to help uh, teach uh, the, the Word of God, preach the Word of God uh, in every aspect. I've taught in uh, everything from Bible college classrooms, conferences, to just teaching here at my church, where I've been serving for uh, 18 years. So uh, that's enough about me. And so I hope that uh, you will continue to, to tune into uh, my podcast and uh, listen and grow. Uh, the, the, the purpose of this podcast, if you're listening, is for me to be able to help you to grow. 
uh, in the Word of God. Um, there will be, sometimes we will cover topics, uh, other times we will cover, um, we will cover uh, chapter by chapter or section by section uh, portions of Scripture and break it down. What does it mean? Where does it, what was the intentionality of the author? And how does it apply to my life? My hope is that as you're listening to this, that you're, you will uh, listen to these podcasts on your way to work or at work or wherever you are so that you can continue to use this as, as a way to apply the Word of God to your life. Um, along the way, uh, eventually, we, I do want to be able to add other uh, facets, <laughs> if you can call that, facets uh, to, this, um, to these teachings where you can download transcripts or and or study guides to help you enhance your study experience with the scriptures. So um, if you're probably wondering, well, who are you? I mean, I know you now I've already told you who I am. You may also be able be wondering maybe uh, maybe you're a traditional uh, Christian, somebody who uh, comes from a very more of an old school background. And so for you, King James may be your version, and that's probably the question to ask is uh, how many people are probably going to ask me is uh, what version of the Bible do you use and why do you use it? Uh, well, I'll tell you this. My favorite version uh, or translation of the Bible, as we call them in, in, in the Bible teaching uh, 101, uh, we call it uh, Bible translation. Um, my favorite is the New King James Version. I love the New King James Version. Um, it's kind of like a take off the old, old uh, rustic these and thys and thous King James Version, but it doesn't have all of those these, thys and thous. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier to read, um, but it is still more, it requires a little more depth. Um, I also, uh, but I will be choosing to use the New Living Translation. Um, my thought is that it, it, even though it is somewhat of a, para, a paraphrased version, um, it is much easier to read, and actually, <laughs> it's in your face. Uh, it's 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 really a, a version of the Bible that gets in your face uh, and really kind of confronts you uh, about a lot of things. So, uh, you know, whenever you're reading Scripture, uh, New Living Trans, it's always nice to be able to get it in plain English instead of having it. To be explained in a way that sounds so religious as we're used to, to doing. And the purpose of this uh, this podcast is also to avoid being religious. Uh, I don't want to take things from a religious point of view. I do plan on tackling some of the topper, the tougher topics. Uh, what does God say about homosexual marriages? Or what does God say about uh, racism in America? Or what does God say about uh, corruption in government? Or what does God say about different topics uh, along the way um, and when we do uh, we will be very careful to to tread lightly but we will we will uh, and I want to emphasize again I am and I will stand on the Word of God um, these are not my preferential choices these are what the Word of God says and that's that's basically where I stand so uh, the the vision of, of uh, this ministry I'm going to call it uh, in teaching the Word of God is to be able to once again help to grow believers. Uh, the church that I pastor is called Equip Church, and so our purpose is Equip Church is to be able to um, equip you uh, to, to equip you. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter four, verses ten and eleven, that God gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry until we all come to the maturity and to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So 
Um, my purpose is to be able to uh, is to be able to help you to to grow, is to help you to become a, a mature believer of Jesus Christ. And uh, the takeaway from this is I don't want you to just turn around and learn uh, what I'm teaching, um, but I want you to apply it. Um, you might be listening to this and think to yourself, you know, man, this is a really good teaching that it really taught. I, I think it's it's for this person. No, I want you to be able to think about it as something for you. I want you to think about it as something that you're going to learn from, you're going to grow from, uh, because if you can apply it to your life, uh, then the transformation in your life is going to affect and impact the lives of other people around you. Okay, so uh, I'm going to take a quick break here um, and then I'm going to come back and give you just a brief Bible teaching today. Um, and then from there on every week, you will get a new teaching uh, that will help you to be able to grow in your faith and in your walk with God. Okay, so we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain how that works. Uh, First of all, it's free. Second of all, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even from your computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. So if you want to make some money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place go check it out podcast at anchor hey this is maurice chavez if you've been enjoying these podcasts uh, so far (laughs) um, i want to invite you to become a supporter of through the word uh, just click the support button to the left-hand side or wherever there it is on your screen next to the to the logo. Uh, look for that support button. Hit that support button and make a donation of any size. And your donation continues to help us continue to advance our mission of uh, teaching people the Word of God. Thank you kindly in advance for any donation, large or small, whatever you make. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and study some of the word today. Um, I want to study in Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. I'm going to first read the word, and then we're going to go back and examine the word. And then we're going to go back and apply the word. That's going to be our format moving forward as we continue to study the Bible, uh, is reading it, examine it, and then apply it. Okay, so um, so let's start off. If you are uh, somewhere that you want to be able to follow along, uh, you can look in Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it reads like this. It says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you will be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow your desires... uh, When you follow the desires of sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, 
idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. So let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So, let's go back to verse beginning at verse 16. Um, in this verse, Paul is talking about, uh, he's talking about living by the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, which, is a, which is a part of the Christian life. Um, I want to say that it's impossible uh, for you to live a true Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of our lives. And so in this verse, let me start with verse 16. He says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Do you ever have a time in your life where you know, you, you look back and realize that some of the decisions you made were probably not the best decisions? Did you ever think to yourself, maybe by chance I didn't really think to talk to God about this? Um, I should have. Possibly I'm, I, I, I could have, but I followed my emotions. I followed my hunger and my desire more than I did, than I did in prayer seeking God. And so sometimes we as Christians or we as humans, more than anything else, we tend to, to have a knee-jerk reaction to, to things. Sometimes somebody makes us upset. And so as a result, we respond with a knee-jerk reaction. Um, and that is what leads to our sinful desires. Uh, sometimes somebody may say somebody may fall into sexual sin. And when they fall into sexual sin, they are at a place where they, um, you know, they say somebody that fell into sexual sin said, you know, oh, I don't know what happened. It, it just kind of happened. Um, no, it didn't just kind of happen. It happened because you weren't following the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your life. As a Christian, you have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to guide your life. And then he goes on to say in verse 17, the sinful nature wants to do evil. Okay, the, All of us have a sinful nature. The Bible says very clearly that we there, that there is no one that is righteous, not even one. The only one that is righteous is Christ. Um, the rest of us, we are all sinners. We are born into sin. And when we're born into sin, our, our, our flesh naturally desires to do wrong. We have to train it to do right. We have to teach it to do right. And so the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit wants to do things that are right and that please God. And so, you know, when we, we want to, to do what is right, you know, we have to sometimes combat our flesh to do what is wrong 
against doing what the Spirit is leading us to do, which is the right thing. Have you ever had an internal conflict with yourself where you're thinking to yourself, man, you know, uh, well, let me start, let me put it this way. I, I, I had an opportunity one time where um, I had an internal desire. I was working for, for a... Uh, for an organization, uh, not a Christian organization, it was just a business, um, but um, I had an opportunity to take money that wasn't mine, um, and I had that inward desire, that 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 the inward craving. Uh, I knew and was aware of my financial situation, and I knew that you know if I could take that, it would really kind of help make things a lot better. Uh, and instead, uh, my inner the, my inner man was fighting with my flesh and, and saying, you know, no, don't do that. No, don't go there. No, don't take that. And man, I, I, I you know, just the desperation of wanting to, to, to solve my problems quickly. Um, but I, I listened to the spirit that was leading me. I listened to the Holy Spirit guiding me. And I knew that if I were to do what my flesh wanted me to do, it was wrong for me to do it. And so instead, what I ended up doing is I, I didn't take the money. Uh, I listened to my flesh. Actually, someone else that was working in the company did the same thing. And I'm not laughing at them. I'm just laughing at the irony of it all um, that Satan found a weak point in um, that somebody else listened to their flesh and took the money. And as a result, they ended up getting in a lot of trouble, legal trouble. And I think to myself that had I done that, that would have been me. So I listened to the Spirit's leading. Um, and the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of the sinful nature desires. We, you know, the sinful, our, our, the Spirit that was, is within you, it wants to do things that please God. He, he, wants to, 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 he wants to honor God. He wants to glorify God in your everyday life. And, and when you listen to that, you allow your flesh to guide you when you allow your flesh to, to lead you. Um, you know, your flesh wants to do what is good for you. You know, if it feels good, do it. Have you ever heard that saying? <laughs> if, if, you, if it feels good, do it. And so these two are basically creating an inner conflict within you. There's sometimes you are, you have that inner battle going on constantly. Do I tell the truth? Do I not tell the truth? Do I, you know, what's the difference between telling a black lie and a white lie? You know, well, no, neither one is good. They're both lies. So, <laughs> you know, but you still have that internal conflict going on on the inside of you. And so when you, when you, you have to, you have to teach yourself to be willing to listen to what is going on on the inside of you, the, the good thing, the, the, the right thing. Um, I, I like to tell people that I pastor, there's a difference between doing what is right and doing what is good. Uh, doing what is good may please everyone and or please yourself for the moment, but please, doing what is right may not please everyone, but it pleases God. And so teach yourself to do what is right. Okay, so verse 18, he says this, when you, when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. So here what he's talking about is that he's saying, um, because uh, Paul is directing this toward people who are, um, you know, that are being uh, uh, forced in a sense to, to you know, if they want to be, uh, be a Christians or be a part of the church, that they have to submit to the laws of Moses. Um, but the Bible talks about this in the book of Isaiah, that God has written his laws upon our heart. Um, so those of us that are, are filled with the Spirit, the Spirit is one that writes those laws in our heart. Um, and, and as a result, we naturally, by the Spirit's leading, 
do what honors God as opposed to us having to obey so many laws, so many, so many restrictions. And speaking of the law, the law was never meant for us to be uh, something that we followed, but more along the line, it was meant for us to, to be a reflection of the perfection of God in comparison to our own wretchedness. Um, so when, when, when we would follow God, sometimes we would make mistakes, we would, we would stumble, we would fall um, and, and do things that we shouldn't have done. Um, take for example, uh, I, if you've ever heard of, uh, you know, uh, Kirk Cameron, who is now uh, working with uh, uh, another evangelist, that they go out and they, they do street witnessing, and when they do, they um, they use uh, something that it confronts people with the law. Uh, for example, you know, have you ever told a lie? How many of us have ever told a lie? Um, I can probably raise uh, all four, um, both the uh, two hands and two feet, you know, to, to say that I, at some point in my life I've told a lie. Um, how many of you have, have you ever, uh, have you ever stolen something? You know, um, I'm sure that I can raise my hand again. Um, and have you ever, um, have you ever gossiped? I mean, let me see, what is another one? Um, have you ever had lust for another person, um, you know, in your heart for them? Um, if so, then uh, just by those three alone there, we are confessing that we are a lying, thieving adulterers. Um, so uh, th that is the confrontation of the law. So here, what Paul is saying, though, is that when you are led by the Spirit, the Spirit will always lead you to do what is right. It'll always lead you to do what, uh, what honors the law of God without you having to remind yourself physically to do it. Um, it's not something that you would tell yourself, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to follow the law, I got to follow the law. Instead, you would just instinctively know because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you on a daily basis. Verse 19, he says this, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And then he goes on to list these, these, uh, these, uh, sec these sins, and it starts off with sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. These are sexual sins. These are the ones that involve a sexual immorality, which could be anything from um, not, not just adultery, but uh, fornication. Um, fornication is, is, is having sex outside of marriage with somebody who is not your, uh, you know, that you are not married to, uh, and you're not married at all. You just having sex with them to have sex with them. Uh, sexual immorality in regards to adultery. Adultery is uh, to two people who are married or a person who is married having a, having a sexual relationship with someone else who could, could be married as well. Um, impurity, uh, another version of another Bible translation uses the word, uh, uses the word lewdness. Um, and this is referring to things such as bestiality, uh, masturbation, things that are, are, uh, yes, I said the, the M word <laughs> for those of you that just probably took a big gasp right now. Um, you know, uh, impurity. Uh, and then he goes on to say lustful pleasures. Uh, and some of the times lustful pleasures could be, could also include things such as pornography, uh, voyeurism. Um, it could in, involve anything that, that would fulfill the lustful desires of your flesh. Then he goes on to, to mention uh, sins of witchcraft, such as idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, out, uh, a qu outbursts of wrath, uh, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, division, enviness, drunkenness, and wild parties. So he, he goes on to talk about idolatry, which is forming and fashioning uh, a God to suit your need. Um, and so sometimes we are guilty of forming and fashioning 
uh, turning God into our idol. Um, and you're probably saying, well, wait a minute, Should, shouldn't God be our idol? Uh, but when we, when we make God to, to be okay with our sin, when we say, you know, well, my, well God hasn't convicted me of that sin yet, um, then we are forming and fashioning that our God to be a, uh, an idol for us and, and suit, to suit our need. Also, we're talking about impurity. Uh, when he talks about him, uh, he's talking about, um, sorry, sorcery. Sorcery is, a, is the practice of witchcraft. It's playing with Ouija boards. It's playing with spells. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, sorcery is also the inclusion of, of speaking, um, uh, cursing somebody. Um, whenever you curse somebody, uh, a good way to, to think about this is, is, is like this. Um, have you ever used the, 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 the curse word? Uh, when you ask God to damn somebody, when you say, you know, so-and-so damn that person, you know, um, you know, and, and as a result of that, <laughs> I'm sure that was probably pretty hilarious for you right now, just listening to that. Um, but, but when you, you're asking God to damn somebody or, you know, when you curse at them, um, you are, you are practicing sorcery, um, you know, hostility, uh, when you have, are having hostility of, uh, towards somebody, that in itself, you know, hostility is, is, it's, it's an outward aggression. It's, it's a visible outward aggression to, uh, towards somebody that in itself is, is, uh, an outburst. Uh, that's an act of the flesh. Also a uh, quarreling. Um, I know people, plenty of people who are, that's all they do is they quarrel. They got to fight for everything. They got to fight about everything. They got to start a fight. Um, and it's like, dude, you know, dude, give it a break, you know, get cool it and calm down, you know, um, also, uh, selfish ambition, you know, or he talks about, uh, jealousy and jealousy is another one. And, and when we're talking about jealous, you might even think to yourself, you know, well, well God is a jealous God, right? Uh, what's wrong with that? Uh, well, even though God is a jealous God, God's kind of jealousy is that God will not compete for your affection. So our kind of jealousy is being envious of some, envious of somebody else's successes or possessions. Um, and so as a result of that, we, that's an act of the flesh. Uh, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, enviness, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins. So then he goes on to say in verse 21, Let me tell you again that I have, I have before, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, that's kind of obvious that you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Um, these are acts of the flesh. These are things that God does not want to reward you for. Um, God, you know, if these are things that you're, you are acting out on, God doesn't want to reward you for those things. He, he's not going to say, well, you know, congratulations, you lived according to your flesh your entire life. You didn't honor me and glorify me in anything that you did, but come on into heaven anyways. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, having a certain type of membership at a club, you know, you, you know, if you don't pay the dues or, or you're not even, you haven't even applied to be a member there, uh, why would you expect to be, uh, allowed into that place? So, um, and it goes on in verse 22, it goes on to say, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So notice that he contrasts fruit as, a, as opposed to the works of the flesh, a fruit as opposed to the, uh, the desires of sinful nature. Um, you know, when he says, when, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, one translation says, you know, the acts of the flesh as opposed to the fruit of the spirit. Um, so the fruit is something that is developed. You've got to nurture it. You have to, 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 to uh, cultivate it. 
you have to grow it um, and and this fruit is something because it's 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 cultivated it's fruit think about this when I think of fruit I'm thinking of my favorite fruit I love oranges I just love oranges I love pears I love plums um, and when you first take that initial bite the flavors just fill your mouth um, and I think to myself okay so these are fruit and if these are fruit of the spirit these are things that fill the the flavor of these things fill people's lives based on how we are giving them a taste and so if we are full of love they you know they're going to taste that love they were full of joy of peace patience kindness they're going to see all of that fruit and they're going to savor that and want that in our life uh, and and he says there's no law against these things you know how, how can you how can you say that it's wrong to love somebody now i'm not talking about the lustful love i'm not talking about the kind of love that you know goes against your um goes against your um process or whatever you might call it um i'm talking about the kind of love that that um you know he you know this is the godly kind of love this is the agape love and and uh, you know so he says there's no law against these things there's nothing that God is going to condemn you for for doing these things okay so verse 24 he says this those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature so again we're talking about the sinful nature when you belong to Christ you are you you are taking that sinful desire you're taking that wants that hunger to fulfill your flesh. Um, and, I mean, think about this. Have you ever had something that you just had a deep craving for? You just couldn't resist that temptation. You had to have it. Um, and you were going to do whatever it takes to have it. Okay? That's, this, that's that sinful nature. And when, when you give in to that desire of your flesh. Sometimes, you know, somebody rubs you the wrong way. And, oh, you just have this desire. You just want to rip them to shreds. You want to give them a piece of your mind. You want to say something. Okay, uh, there's no law. There, there's no law against acting in love towards somebody, having peace and patience with somebody, being in self-control. But but when you are a believer of Jesus Christ, when you are a Christian, you take all of those passions and desires that are fleshly desires, and he says you 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 nail them to the cross and crucify them there. That's what Jesus did. Is his flesh was crucified. On the cross. Now he's not talking about physical crucifixion, but he says, you know, maybe what you need to do, maybe what you need to do is write them down. Write the, down the things that you are struggling with in your life right now, struggling with, and 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 write them down. And then, uh, you know, some most of us have a cross in our house somewhere, hanging on a wall somewhere. Um, then tape it, or take a thumbtack and put a thumbtack in it, and nail it to that that thing and leave it there and realize that those are things that you don't want to carry with you um, you know so make crucify them there leave them there so th and let them be a reminder to you so that every time you walk by you realize that those things are things that you don't need in your life um, verse 25 he goes on to say this and I saw, probably sound like I'm rushing a little bit but please be patient with me uh, he says this since we're living by the spirit let us also follow the spirits leading in every part of our lives so let me ask you this question. Are you living by the Spirit in every part of your life? Are you following after God in every part of your life? You know, I think a lot of today, a lot of people only keep God in a box. They keep Him out and they only take Him out on Sundays when they go to church. Um, you know, you know, God is God is somebody that I serve on Sunday, but the rest of the week is my week. It's what I want to do. It's how I want to do it. 
But when you serve God and you are you are, are, are living by the Spirit on a daily basis, He's a part of your everyday life. He is a part of it's it being a Christian isn't a weekend thing. It's an it's a daily thing. It's an hourly thing. It's a minute thing. Okay. So you are living by the spirit in every part of your life. You know, you are you are praying, you know, God, God lead me to be impactful in somebody's life. God help me to to make a difference in someone else's life. God help me to to be a better, you know, God show me where I'm where I'm weak so that I can be a better person for my husband or for my wife or for my children and and teach me these ways, Lord God, so that I can be a, a person who is bearing the fruit of the spirit. Okay? Now verse 26 and last verse is this. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Um, when you begin to follow the Holy Spirit's leading, uh, your flesh still naturally desires to want to, to, to uh, become conceited and puffed up and looking down your nose at somebody else. Uh, sometimes it's easy to want to be able to look at look your look down your nose and say, "Okay, uh, I am, uh, you know, I'm. This is me, and this is what I can do." And you're like, "Look, I'm righteous. I'm more holy than you." No, we should always walk with humility. We should always walk in a way that we are humble and holy unto God. Uh, and and when I mention holiness, I'm not talking about the kind of holiness that you see Jesus portrayed in the Bi- in, in Bible movies where he's, you know, speaks with a British accent uh, and always looks like he's in, in some kind of an emotional depressive pain. Uh, I'm talking about humble and humility as in considering others better than yourself. Um, you know, looking out for the well interests of others and, and, and loving on other people and showing them that kind of love. So, uh, that is the teaching for today, and, and, and I pray that today, what I, what I want you to do is I want you to take a piece of paper, or two, or three, however many you need, and go through this list here uh, that is mentioned of the, the desires of your flesh, or the, uh, the acts of your flesh, and I want you to write down which, area, which of these areas that you're struggling with, if not all of them. Write them down. Confess them before God. And then second of all... Uh, Write down areas that you want God to help you improve in your in, in your fruit, help you to, to cultivate that fruit in your life. You know, or do you struggle with loving people? Do you struggle with your joy or peace or patience? What is it that you struggle with? And ask God, help me to cultivate this fruit in my life so that I can be a better believer of Jesus Christ. Okay, so I'm going to close with a word of prayer before I let you go today. Um, this today's uh, flagship teaching was just a little bit longer than normal. So uh, most of these are probably going to be about 30 minutes in length. Um, and uh, But today's a, an exception. Okay, so uh, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person that is listening to this podcast in Through the Word. And uh, today was just a flagship teaching. The next time we come together again, Lord God, uh, we are going to be uh, studying through the Word, uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, topic by topic, Lord God. And I pray that whatever we teach and learn here today, that we would be able to walk in the, 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 the foundation of Your Word. I thank You, God, for Your Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, thank you for so much for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe to this, uh, to this podcast. Uh, and when you do, it helps me to be able to, to get a little more recognition. It pushes me out there. So subscribe to this podcast. And like I said, once a week, we'll be uploading a new teaching that you can listen to and uh, be, uh, be able to help you grow in your walk with God. Okay? Thank you so much. God bless.